Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Glory to God. How's everybody doing on this great day? Amen. Great day. All right, we're going to continue our series on... um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, actually 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. Somebody will give you a Bible, a physical Bible. I know some of y'all have your electric Bibles. God bless you. (laughs) E-Bibles. The Making of an Honorable Vessel, part 3. Dang, that vessel looks really nice. (laughs) So... uh, Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, I thank you for the mind of Christ. I thank you, you and I, Holy Spirit, can fulfill the will of the the Father and the will of Jesus. Together, we are an unshakable, unshakable force. I'm better because of you. And Father, I thank you that we will help your people through your spirit to understand these truths. And I thank you as a result of today, the grace deposits that will be placed and deposited in them that the Father will have honorable vessels because of what you, Holy Spirit, and I are doing today. The church will not lack honorable vessels. Together, we'll produce disciples who will be honorable vessels. And they, those honorable vessels, will produce disciples with you, Holy Spirit, that will produce more honorable vessels. I thank you that this legacy of the faith will pass down until the return of Christ. Father, grant unto your people. Come on, lift up those hands. Say, Father God, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding may be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of your power towards me who believes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for supernatural divine utterance that I speak not as a mere man, but I speak as the mouthpiece of God to these, your people. And I thank you, Father, that you watch over your word to perform it. Thank you for signs and wonders. Thank you for rebirths. (laughs) Glory to God in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I'm looking at a bunch of blessed people. (laughs) Amen. 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 We've been talking about this um, honorable vessel and and today we're going to conclude chapter two from second Timothy. And then next week we're going to do chapter three. Um, Next week we're going to do thriving in the last days. Everybody say thriving Thriving. in the last days. days. Amen. We need to thrive, not survive. And then the last um, chapter we're going to talk about 
<laughs> the fight of your life. Um, chapter four. Can you go get the book, Pastor Kenneth Estrada? No, it should be in there. Um, we're going um, to bless you. Pastor Kenneth Estrada actually wrote a book. And if you don't have that book, we want to bless you. Uh, one per household. And um, we, wanna, we believe that it, it will bless you real good. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. <laughs> Luke chapter 10. Yeah, one per household. All right. <laughs> uh, may this book bless you. Pastor, Pastor Kenneth Estrada is a good friend of ours. And, and I was actually blessed to write an endorsement. I'm so happy about that. I'm just blessed to do that. And um, some people are actually, I was going to buy the book just because of my endorsement. <laughs> uh, that sounds mighty prideful, right? <laughs> Um, Lord, hide me from pride. <laughs> Lord, kill me if I don't preach the gospel. Okay, um, Luke chapter 10, and let's look at verses 1 and 2. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, in every town and place where he himself was about to go. Notice this, that the Lord, um, there were... Besides the 12 disciples, we have these 72. And then, and I love the fact that Jesus um, sent them ahead of him. That, that reminds me of Billy Graham, that Billy Graham used to send people ahead of him to prepare the way through prayer and, and connection. So that's, that's a good model. And so we see 72 people going ahead of Jesus preparing the way. And, and today, even as we were praying for the service and praying for the will of God, we believe that the church at large has the spirit of John the Baptist on her to prepare the way of the second return. And so here the 72 is preparing the way for people to receive Jesus. Verse 2, and he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And it begins to describe. So after he appointed 72 vessels, he sent them ahead of them. Then he declared the harvest is plentiful, but yet the laborers are few. So pray that the Lord will thrust laborers. So even as he sent the 72, he's sending us. And he's earnestly looking for honorable vessels. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are looking for honorable vessels. We are called in, throughout the scriptures, jars of clay. We're also called his ambassadors, his representatives. We are his people, and we are his body. Think about the body of Christ. Who's the head of the body? Jesus is the head of the body. So Jesus is the head and we're his body. And so Jesus uses his body to get the will of the Father done. And if the body doesn't do anything, God doesn't use angels to preach. You never see angels preaching. 
God uses hum humans. Angels don't bring money. Angels influence people, but they, they don't, a lot of times we're relying on God to do what he's relying on us to do. You can pray for people to receive Christ, but unless there is a vessel, a human vessel, to proclaim good news, that person won't receive Christ. God uses vessels. So go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. I love the fact that there were 72 vessels that he used. And then, he used, of course, he used the 12 vessels. And then within the 12, there was three, then there was one, and we see God using humanity to get his will done. And so when we talk about the making of an honorable vessel, we're talking about being prepared to be used by God or to be usable in the hands of God. Let's look at verse 14. Remember them of these things. Charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Let's talk about make the making of this, this vessel. As vessels of honor, we're not to argue specifically about words. Arguing over words does, does no good, but only bring, um, brings destruction, death, and ruin. And it destroys relationship. Disagreements are part of this life. I don't know one person um, in, that's in my little world that I agree with 100%. Uh, I, I, sometimes I don't agree with God. Don't look at me like that. Sometimes there's conflict with God. There's conflict with God. And there's sometimes that you don't want to do what he called you to do, and you're having a struggle. Jesus dem demonstrated that uh, right before he went to the cross. Lord, if it's possible... And so God tells you to forgive. God tells you to love your enemies. God tells you to bless your enemies or bless people and make sure there's no traces back to you. I mean, he just he just does things. He, he, you may not agree with God, but he'll take um, the first and make them last. And he'll make the last first. That, I don't agree with that. I mean, I have a real problem. I've been laboring since I was four in the kingdom, and yet you will give somebody who just gets saved right before the rapture and give them the same reward? <laughs> Sounds like an issue. <laughs> Lord, that's not fair. <clears throat> but how many know that God is not in fer the, the furnace business? He tells you to give, and then it, you know, you'll, he'll give back to you. He tells you to lose, and then you're fine. I mean, it just, it's just not fair. How is it? He tells you to seek, but not keep on seeking. He tells you to be patient. He says, I'm coming back. It's been 2,000 years. Uh, and so, and then he's going to reward us according to what we've done here on the earth. <laughs> that's, that's profound. So there's some Christians who will barely make it in. I mean, they'll get in. But they don't have no rewards. And there's people going to be crying. I, I don't want to be in that line. I'll I, I be very upset. Like, wait a minute, I wasted all my life and I don't get rewards for it. I, I don't want to be like that. I, I don't want to be turned away, but I also don't, don't want to just get in. It's not enough for me just to get in. And some Christians are just, some vessels are just happy about getting in. But I want to get in with some rewards and I want to take a bunch of people with me to heaven who not only get in, but also have some rewards. That's the will of God. 
And so that's a difference between the vessels. Uh, there's some who who just get in. Um, but I don't want to just get in, but I want to get in with some rewards and I want to be able to praise and worship and honor God. And I want to look back and say, I didn't waste as much. As much. I don't want to have any regrets. Let's jump down to verse. Um, let's continue with verse 15. And he says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, but rightly handling the word of truth. The word of God is called the word of faith, the word of God, the word of truth, the word of life. We see this throughout the epistles. And here, as a vessel of honor, we're not to argue. So stay away from arguing with people. Don't argue with anybody, your spouse, your kids. You definitely don't argue with no kids. I'll beat you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you argue. <laughs> Let me walk away. Um, don't, don't argue with your boss. I'm not saying you don't, you can't vocalize your position and your, and, and, and your stand up for yourself, but don't argue with anybody. If you're going to be a vessel, cause I don't know about you, but when I argue, things happen inside of me. Uh, anger and and you know and I know people quote be angry see or not but I think it's better not to be angry because anger just it just kind of does something to me I mean I, sometimes I, feel, I remember one time I I was fighting somebody and 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 I felt like I could kill like kill them you know and and just just the the strength of that demonic um, wave of anger would give you 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 have strength so we got to be we got to guard against arguing don't argue with anybody. I tell you, it takes more strength to walk away <laughs> than to stay there and argue your case. So let them argue by themselves. Let me go take a walk and pray in tongues. Let, let, let me go and read the Bible or do something uh, because this is not going to end up well. Because I'm going to say something that's going to hurt you. You're going to say something that's going to hurt me. And there's some seeds that are going to be there. And it's easier to not hear words than to hear them and then to try to get them out of you. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. It's easier to hear words. It's easier to hear words and let them words get inside of you than to get those words out. So there are some things that you hear you can't get rid of. Just like some pictures, some things that you have seen, some things that you heard. So it, it does matter what you hear. It's not just what comes out of a man, but it's what goes into a man that defiles a man and a woman. And so if you want to be a vessel of honor, guard yourself from the spirit of anger. Guard yourself from the spirit of arguing. Don't let, I've seen Muslims in, in uh, Hebrew, um, um, nation of um, Israel, Israel, black Israelite, they argue. That it's a spirit behind it. Let them go. I'm not going to argue about Jesus. If you don't want Jesus and you want to go to hell, go ahead. I'm trying to save you from a burning hell through the, this message through the man who can save your soul. If you don't want to hear it, I'm going to dust the I'm going to dust the, shake the dust off my feet. God bless you. Your blood is on your hands. You choose to walk in the way that you glory to God. <clears throat> And so here, this scripture tells, let me give you an example of this. I'll never forget, we were sitting around um, a group of us um, in Oklahoma, and I was out to eat. And at that time, I didn't listen to secular music, and I was very careful about secular What do you mean? You listen to secular music? Absolutely, I do. Um, uh, but I don't listen to all secular music. And so here, I, 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 at this time, I, I didn't listen to this certain artist, don't ask me who. Um, <laughs> cause I don't want to offend you. 
and we were sitting around talking and the waiter, um, we were just talking among ourselves and I was saying, I don't like this particular artist. And, and they were like saying to me, the waiter's like, well, tell me why. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. It's, it really doesn't matter. I'm not going to share my opinion about this artist. And the guy said to me, he said, no, I want you to say, I said, I said if I say this and tell you what I feel about this artist, you're going to be upset. And he said, no, 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 no. And, and just like I said, I told him, I said, this artist is demonic. <laughs> and um, he, he sings hell. And do you understand that that waiter wanted to take a plate and hit me upside my head? I mean, he was very upset at me. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes don't just don't argue with people. Don't argue. It's, it's no need to. It's a waste of energy. And here Paul is saying, you know, don't don't fight about words. It, it does no good. When have you understood arguments producing anything? You're venting. Sometimes it's good to vent to yourself uh, and vent to Jesus, but don't don't give release those words because once the words are released, they, you can't ever get them back. No matter how many you ask for forgiveness, once you have spoken those words, those words go in and they, they're forever in the earth. So we need to be careful of what we say, releasing words. Why am I on this? Don't know. But if you want to be a, a vessel of honor, you got to watch your words. You got to be careful what you say because your words don't go away just because you speak them. Um, your, ch your children will hear the word that you said at one point where there's anger and they'll play. The devil will play that, stream that, that word over and over and over 40 years from now. They still got issues, still going through therapy because of the word that you spoke to them. You know I'm talking better than y'all saying amen. So be careful about the words. Be words. If you want to be that vessel of honor, you need to have honorable words. All right, let's go to verse 14. Do, you, do your best to present yourself to God as approved, as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And so we see here we must uh, desire and pursue an approved life to be a, a, an approved vessel before God. What kind of vessel the Lord approves? I want to submit to you this. One who's not ashamed of the gospel. Um, one who, who um, that, that one clip that I said last week, um, the young man Paul put it together, is that if you block God in this life, it will block God. It has close to a thousand views. And people are following me just because of that one block. I mean, one um, message, <laughs> that one little excerpt. And so we're not to be ashamed. We're not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of him. Don't, don't, uh, so he, Paul says, one that, a vessel that God approves is a person who isn't ashamed. One who's, who isn't ashamed of the work of grace in their life. One who is not an embarrassment to the Lord. This really in context is talking about not being an embarrassment to the Lord. There's some preachers and there's some, some servants of God who are an embarrassment to the Lord. I do not want to be an embarrassment to the Lord. God, it says this too. It says, present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed. I don't want the Lord to be embarrassed by it. If that's the best you got, can't live a life, can't keep their words, can't pay their bills, can't get out of debt, always lying and deceiving instead of going from good to great, going from bad to worse. 
I mean, that's we don't want to bring shame to the gospel. And in Ephesians, it says, let us work worthy of the Lord. Let's work worthy of the Lord. Amen. And so here he tells them to in order to be a, a, a vessel approved by God, you have to live a life that does not bring shame to the gospel. And then it goes on, it says, rightly handling the word of truth. In other words, rightly dividing the word of God. In the Greek, it means to cut straight the word of God. In other words, don't sugarcoat it. Don't dress up the word of God. Second Corinthians 4.2 says, don't handle the word of God. Don't tamper with the word of God with ungodly motives. There's sometimes... Bless their hearts, darling hearts, and stupid actions and methods that sometimes people have these little promise boxes and, and these, and I, I don't get, listen to my heart. Sometimes the little devotionals that we read are not consistent with the scriptures because we pull out of context what the verse is actually said. And so we get a twist that we, we don't, you don't base the whole, your whole life on a verse. <laughs> the, the context. The reason why some people don't have faith is because they have faith in a verse and not the passage. They don't have real faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. And so you can have the word and you got a verse. We don't stand on the verse. We stand on the word, the, the passage, the whole overarching thing. You know what the Holy Ghost said to me a few weeks ago? He said, I was in prayer. He said, preach, go back, go back and preach the book. I said, I thought I was preaching. Not that I wasn't preaching the book, but I know what he meant. Yeah. Go back and expound on verse after verse after verse after verse after verse, after verse and preach through the book. Yeah. The books that, you know, that's the whole book. Preach the book. So that's why we got into 2 Timothy. Because I'm preaching the book. Amen. There's not a lot of people preaching the book. <laughs> they're, preaching, they're preaching self-help. And there's nothing wrong with self-help. I mean, we, I, I want to offer some self-help classes sometimes, you know what I'm saying? How to do right and do you know, all that stuff. But, but, but Sunday morning is not for self-help. It's, it's about the word of God, the word of God. Because self-help, self-help is not permanent. And it will not carry you into eternity. It's only f- profitable for here. It's only profitable. Self-help is only profitable for here. But gospel help was profitable for the life after. So here the scripture tells us to rightly handle in the word of God, cut straight, cut straight the word of God. It is possible for people to wrongly divide the word of God. We don't handle the word of God with ungodly motives. We don't go. Some people will never get healed because they have wrong motives. They just want the healing scriptures, but not the repenting scriptures. They want the scriptures about happiness, but not the scriptures of mourning and stripping yourself and ashes and, and sackcloth and crying out to God. You know, some people, they, they want the good stuff. They want the sweet stuff. They want the stuff that, that feels good and tastes good. But we're not to love pleasure more than we love God. Don't love pleasure because that pleasure will turn into torment. We love the pleasure of a thing. Instead of the hardship of on our flesh. And so it says, let us handle the word of God, rightly dividing. If you can rightly divide the word, you can wrongly divide the word. Don't, let's not tamper with the word of God. It may be a truth, but if that passage is not echoing that truth, it may be the truth of the Bible, but not from that passage. Right truth, but wrong passage. 
It's possible for you to have the right truth, but the wrong passage. And so here, Paul says, let us handle the word of God. Don't read into the word, but read out of it. Don't bring your ideologies of what the word is and don't look at the word through the eyes of a Western view. But look at it as it's set in its historical context. Let's be faithful and honor God. I do not want to be a sh- bring embarrassment to the Lord by being a vessel who don't rightly divide the word of truth. And it's not for preachers, it's for every believer. Every believer should be rightly dividing the truth. And when you hear it, it says, yes, that's, that's true, but that's not what the passage is saying. Wrong, right doctrine, wrong verse. We got to be faithful. And here, this is what Paul is saying. A worker who has no need to be ashamed, but rightly handling the word of truth. Let us rightly, if you're going to be a vessel of honor, you got to rightly handle the word of truth. You cannot go in to the Bible to find scriptures to support your life. Let's not heap teachers for our own, have intent ears, intent minds, minds that, let, let, let me find scriptures to justify my life. Let, let's, let's be careful. A vessel, an unworthy vessel, a vessel of dishonor will be a vessel that does not honor the word of God as it is. We, we do not conform. We don't, don't take the word and conform it to our life, but we conform it to, to the word of God. Let us not just read the Bible. Let the Bible read us. Let the, but let the word of God deal with us. Go into that passage and let it eat. Eat that word. Consume it and let it become a part of your life. Let's go to the next one. Verse 16. It says, but avoid irreverent babble. For it will lead people into more and more ungodliness and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are in the names, those two hymenus and phallus who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past. They are upsetting the faith of some. Let's take a look at this. We must avoid irreverent babble, idle chattering to utter meaningless confusion, confusion, words of sound and prevent a perverted speech, words that won't produce life, but lead people into more and more ungodliness. Let me tell you what, what happened. What was that like? Jokes. Talking jokes, jokes, ungodly jokes. That, 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 that right there will lead. To, I need my computer. Um, that right there will lead us away from the things of God. Jokes, gossiping. Matthew 12, 26 says every idle word will be held, will be held accountable before the Lord. Malachi chapter three, verse 13 through 15 says, what words have you spoken against the Lord or his people? Proverbs 10, verse 19 says, um, where there's much talking, sin is not lacking. You know, I'm preaching, this, this is preaching better than we saying amen to. There are times that when you just talk, People who talk a lot, there's a song that came out when I was a kid. It's called, you talk too much and you never shut up. There's some Christians, they talk too much. They talk too much, talk too much in prayer. Some of us don't even have a relationship with God. We just, we, we just talking. He can't talk to us, can't get a word in. We just talk, talk too much. Where there's much talking, sin is not lacking. Scripture says, James 1, be slow to speak but quick to hear. 
First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11 says, study to be quiet. <laughs> study to be quiet and mind your own business. Mind your own business. That's what the word of God says. Study to be quiet and mind your own business. That, 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 that right there, that, that's a word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And um, somewhere I lost my notes, but it's all good. It's all good. Thank you, Jesus. And let's continue. And it says, you know, they're, they're, they're upsetting the faith of some. Verse 19, but God's firm foundation stands. Burn this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. So this scripture tells us there's a firm foundation. And it says this, that the Lord knows those who are his. The Lord knows whoever his people are. He knows them. And, and then it goes on, it says this. It says not only does he know them, but he also, it says that those who name the name of Christ, the name of the, name of the Lord, depart from iniquity. The word iniquity means wickedness. If it, God knows who belongs to him. But if you name him, do you know if you belong to him? It says if you name him, then depart. Depart from wickedness, evil, sinfulness. And I guess I'm going to have to totally rely. I, I, I type them wonderful notes out. I labor over them notes, but praise the Lord. We're not bound by our notes because the word of God can go forth. All right, let's go back. Let's, let's look at this. It says, let everyone, that name who, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Let me see your show of hands. How many of y'all name the name of the Lord? Okay, if you name the name of the Lord, you got to depart from evil. For wickedness and sin. It goes on and says, Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. And so we see here that in the great house, talking about the house of the Lord, there are some two types of vessels vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. So you're not in between vessels. There, there's, you're either on one side or the next. So either you are a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor. And it goes on, verse 21, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Let's take a look at this. It says, if you, if you cleanse yourself from what is dishonorable, then you can become an honorable vessel. It speaks of purging. It, it speaks of... If you go to your house or you go through your emails and you purge and you, and you, you want to reduce all the extra emails, there's some things we got to purge. First John chapter 3 says, they that have this hope must purge himself. So what are some things that you need to purge from? Let me just make some suggestions. Purge from lying. Purge from deception. Purge from gossip. Purge from wrong attitude, wrong posture. Purge yourself from these things. Purge yourself from wrongful mindsets. Things that don't right. You know, sometimes we don't think right. <laughs> we think we're right. But everybody in their own eyes think they're right. And we got to purge the way that we think. We don't think. We don't see things correctly. We see things improper. 
And, and we need to purge ourselves. If you want to be this vessel <laughs> met for the master's use, you got to purge yourself. It, notice you purge yourself. Don't just pray, Lord, purge me. No, no, you purge yourself. You got to do some stuff. Purge yourself from, from pride. Rid yourself of these things. Get rid of yourself. Hebrews chapter 12, it says, uh, let us put aside the weight and the sin that so easily beset us. You put away the sin. You put away the weight. Things that will hinder you from being a vessel of honor. Glory to God. And it says, be set apart as holy. So you set yourself apart. Holy unto the Lord. Set yourself aside. Be distinguished from the world. Don't allow the, the spirit of the age to squeeze you into his mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform your life. Let your life be different, set apart. You should have a different walk, a different talk, a different mindset, different words, different music, a different shout, a different cry, a different way of living. Different. We're called to be different. Let, let them call us crazy. I remember, i never forget, eighth grade, seventh grade, they called me crazy. They said, that Dwayne is crazy. All he wants to talk about is Jesus. Uh, that's right. Let me be crazy for him. I'd rather be crazy for him than serving the world. There's nothing in the world that's worth living for. <laughs> yeah, even the love that's in the world is only temporary. <laughs> it's only going to last for this life. And, 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 and then that love may walk away. <laughs> so you put your faith in that love, that love walks away. <laughs> then you still, you jacked up. That, that, that money, you, you don't put your, don't put, set your hope on the money, on the people, the friends. They love you today. The only person really loyal is God. <laughs> and the devil's not loyal to you. <laughs> you may serve him, take all your life and serve him. And then you're going to spend eternity without God. I was thinking about this in light of um, the, the, the rock and roll icon and what she went through, the hell that she went through, to live this life full of hell, then to die and go to hell. Oh, God, I, that's miserable. Na you're talking about national teeth? You mean to tell me that Jesus that I rejected? I could have been with him. You mean to tell me this stuff is true? Oh, God, God, if, if, if only in this life we have hope, we're the most miserable people on the earth. Paul says, let's just go wild. Let's go wild. That's what he said in 1 Corinthians. Let's just go, let's go wild. Let's wild out. Wild out for you. Wild out for him. <laughs> if, 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 if that's the case, we only got this life. But here... This, the, the scripture says, set apart, useful to the master of the house. Let's be useful to God. Some people are not useful. They, they, their life is so jacked up, God can't use them. Or he's limited. Or they don't even know how to handle the word of God. They still sing an amazing grace when grace wants to make you amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wants to make your life so amazing that it testifies of the grace. Not just you, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Now let that sinnerness leave you and become a saint of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so here, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house. Then he says, ready for every good work. 
ready for good work. Some people are not ready for the good work that God has for you. If you if you of any age, God has just begun to really work. Uh, you're not you're not oh, you're not it's not finished until you're gone from this life. There's still work to be done and prayers to be praised and saints to encourage and sinners to convert and and and, and life to to be spoken out of your mouth. Oh, God still can use you, use you on your deathbed, use you even in your grave at your funeral. You can plan your funeral in such a way that God gets glory and people get saved. I'm telling y'all that God wants vessels met for the master's use. Even in your life and your death, he's still glorified. Oh, he still can be glorified. Oh, God. And it goes on in verse 22. It says this. It says, so flee youthful passions. And pursue righteousness, faith, love, and, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And the scripture tells us to tell, in order to be a vessel meant for the master use, in order to be purging ourselves, we got to run with terror, with the holy fear of God from youthful lust. Things that will, that, that, that will cause us to stumble, that will cause us to not be worthy of this calling. We must run with fear. Run for your life. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I never forget this. I, I was in Bible college in Oklahoma and this young lady, older lady, she, she liked me. I can tell she had a little kid. She liked me. And she, she, she told me come by the apartment and, and I knocked on the door and she said, come in. I said, no. And I ran to my apartment. I ran to my apartment. I said, oh, no, no, no. And I went to bed. Oh, calling on Jesus. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's before Lamar Campbell came out the song. I love you, Jesus. More than anything. That's what you got to do. Run. Run with holy fear. Run from cussing. Run from lying. Run with the fear of God. I fear God too much. God, let the fear of God hit us in a way that we're, we're, we're set apart. Oh, we're set apart. You're cute, but not cute enough for my salvation. Oh, oh that's the way you got to be. Oh, God, you got to say, I'm set apart for God. Met for the master use. Oh, they didn't get it wrong. All the Pentecostals back in the day, they didn't get it wrong. They would cry out, Lord, purge me. Lord, set me apart. Lord, let, oh, oh, they, oh, God, they, they came to the altar and cried out. We got to cry out in our lives. Let us build altars in our homes in such a way, a standard. Said, so, nah, nah, we won't say the F word here. Oh, no, 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 we won't have that on our television. Oh, no, 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 we block that. Oh, oh, God, we'll cut out the string. I don't care if my favorite show, we'll give that up to be holy and set apart, meant for the master's use. And then he goes on, he said, you know, I love the fact the word of God doesn't tell us not only what to flee, but what to run after. And he says, run after righteousness, right standing, right way of doing things, run after faith. Run after love. Don't run after hate. Flee hate, but run to love. Um, and it goes that run after peace. And then it also tells you about your company. It says, and, and uh, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So surround yourself with pure people. Oh, God, you call upon the Lord with a pure heart. I want to be around you. I want the God that you got. I'm jealous of the God that you got. I want the God that you got. I want more of him. Oh, God, surround yourself with people. Call upon the Lord with a pure heart. You'll find them if you look for them. They're right there on your job, right there in your school, right there in your neighborhood, right there in your church. You better call them. Call, let's call on the Lord together because pureness will produce more pureness. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, so surround yourself. So flee youthful lust, 
go after these four powerful things, righteousness, faith, love, and peace, then surround yourself with holy people of God. I'm not saying that, see, we're around ungodly people a lot. A lot of school, work, and all kinds of places. We need to surround ourselves with some holy people. Because you can sound I, I never forget, I was working in Red Lobster, and, and they were at the time Snoop Dogg, Dogg was real big, and he, they were listening to it. And, and I would always want to put Christian rap, and they, it was corny, it was, but I was trying to convert them jokers. And so they were listening to it. And one day, just without me, I started rapping. And the, the lady said, Oh no, you got my, my baby's rapping. She called me a bit because she's older. She's like, My baby's rapping, that mess. Oh no, we got to put some gospel on. <laughs> and she said that. And I'm telling you, you get around people, unsecular people, people know not serving God, you just start talking like them, start thinking like them. He that is wise, walk with wise people. And, and a, a, a bad company corrupts good behavior. So it don't matter, you got, oh, I won't get, you surround yourself with people who are going somewhere in God. Verse 23, having nothing to do with foolish and ignorant controversies. Um, you know that, the, uh, that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. Notice that this scripture tells us what, how, to, how to become that vessel of honor. Uh, avoid controversial things. I, I think sometimes we may have, uh, there, there's times that we don't need to say anything on our social media platforms about things that's happening. Things that are controversial. It, it tells you to ignore those things. Keep on keeping on. Keep on living right. Keep on thinking right. Keep on posting about Jesus. Don't get off. Don't get off. Just keep keep on it. Because some people, they just controversial. That's all they're about. They, 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 they want to talk about this and the vaccination and this and, and the politics and just keep on keeping on. No, no. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. No, I'm not talking about that. Are you not going to get me off? Because if I say that, I may lose some people, lose some influence because I, I decided to partake of this controversial issue. Stay with it. Stay with it. And you know that they it, it will only bring about more destruction. But it goes on and says, we got to be kind to everyone. Yeah. Kind to everyone. Kindness will go a long way. Kind to everyone. Able to teach. Patiently enduring evil. Correcting his opponents with gentleness. So when, even when you bring correction, you got to do it in a way that glorifies God. Don't, let's not do it from a self-righteous place. The vessel of, the honorable vessel will correct people with gentleness. Oh, no, that, that, I know what you're saying, but that's not right. I never forget this. I was at Budweiser and I was working, and they um, decided to ask me the all big elephant question in the room What do you think about homosexuals? And <laughs> so they surrounded me, and it was like four of them. It was uh, one lady who, who, who was part of church and and she just, her, her son was gay, so that's why she was there. There was a young man who, whose mom, she, he was Brazilian. He actually, um, his mom was saved, but he was, he had a wonderful call of God on his life. And I actually said that he got a, um, that God had called him to rap, sing, and act, <laughs> and preach for, for things. And then you got the Muslim girl, and there was another guy. And they were all surrounding me, wanted to know what PD had to say about homosexuality. I said, well, it's not the worst sin in the world. 
<laughs> He's like, huh? I said, yeah. I said, just like your fornication and the, the, the Muslim girl's like, oh. <laughs> just like your gossip and the other woman's like, oh. I said, all of that sin, sin is sin. And I said, I said, it's wrong, but I still love people. My love doesn't change just because you are involved in those things. And, and it was like, wow, I corrected them with gentleness. Yeah. I wasn't hard. Like, oh, you're going to hell. All of y'all going to hell. But you got you to do it in a way. Speak the truth in love. In a way that love will melt the heart. Bring the walls down so truth can prevail. Truth is, sometimes if you want to tell somebody the truth, you got to approach them a certain way. You can't just like come that way, but you got to come correcting them with gentleness. If you want to be a vessel of honor, correct your kids, correct your friends, your family with love. With love. Love covers a multitude of sins. A, a, a soft word will turn away wrath. I know what I'm talking about. Soft words, words seasoned with grace. Words laced with grace. Words filled with the Holy Spirit. Words that will penetrate the heart. Your tone, your look, your motive. Words that will break down walls. Vessel of honor. Able to teach, patiently enduring evil. <laughs> Paul says patiently enduring evil. Correcting his opponents with gentleness. And then he goes on, he says, God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. That this, is, this is packed with a lot. It goes on, it says, let, let, let's just break this down real quick before I let you go. It says that we should be praying for people saved who are not walking right and people who are not saved, that God will give them the gift of repentance. Repentance is a gift. Repentance is not earned, but it's something that God bestows upon humanity. And we need to pray that God will give them repentance so that will lead them to the knowledge of truth. So they need repentance. What, what, what does it mean to repent? It means to do a 180. It doesn't mean to cry. Oh, you got caught. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. Never, never, never in the Bible we see where we're to say, I'm sorry. Says repent. If you're really sorry, don't do it again. Right. <laughs> That's what repentance is. Don't do it again. Let's give you an example. Um, some examples. I, I was um, working out this week, and it was a really challenging week. And and my guts and everything within me repented for allowing my body to get like this. I said, God forgive. And on the inside, out of my belly <laughs> came these words, God forgive me for not allow, for allowing my body to be like this. So, okay, if I ask for forgiveness, then I turn. Yes. I don't let the next five years be like the last 15 yes. years. Yes. I turn from that. I, if, you, if you really repent it, it's not just asking for forgiveness and saying, I'm sorry, there's a change. And repentance comes from grace. Remember the one of the definitions? The divine influence upon one's life and that influence and that influences one's life. Divine influence on one's heart and the influence 
and wants life. So grace is, will show up in your life. So if you really repented of something, you'll see the fruit of repentance. You'll, see, you'll smell it. They don't smell like they used to smell. They don't even look like what they used to look like. There's something different. Grace is at work. Don't tell me about grace and you're still sleeping around. Don't tell me you got grace full of words and you're still cussing. Don't tell me you got grace to change your eating habits and you're still doing the same. Grace will affect the life. It it is like a train wreck. It's trauma to sin. Grace is trauma to sin. Grace is trauma to sin. How can you say you are in grace when you still abounding in sin? That's not grace, my friend. That's not grace, my friend. Grace, real grace, Holy Ghost grace, grace from heaven, grace that changes lives, grace that will cause a slave owner to let his slaves go. Grace, grace, if we can only know real grace. Grace saves you. Grace will keep you and grace will take you to heaven with a bunch of rewards. Oh yeah, that that type of grace that transformed lives. Paul says in 2 um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, he says, there's there's those who have the appearance of godliness, but they deny its power. And Paul says, avoid such people. Leave those people alone. People who are appearing to be something, but they're not. Paul says that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Last verse, 26, that they may come to their senses. People who are in sin are not walking in their true senses. They are deceived. They do not understand they, are, they don't realize they are in the snares of the devil. And it goes, after being captured by him to do his will, they are serving the devil through their sins. They do not understand. The Bible says when the, um, the prodigal son came home, he was, in, uh, he was with the pigs. It says he came to himself. We got to help people come to themselves. Oh, no, you're not living right. Why would you keep in a relationship with, that keep abusing you? Why, 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 why do you keep, keep getting in a debt? Uh, you, you're insane. You're doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. Uh, uh, well, why is it that you keep praying the same prayers, and, but there's no, to, no avail? Uh, you, you're still bound up in the very thing that he set you free from. Oh, you keep walking. How can you walk in, in the liberty? You, you, you walking in bondage in which the Lord has set you free from. You're still in prison, yet the prison door is open. And yet the Bible says, pray for these people. Pray that God will pre-adventure and grant unto them repentance that will lead them to the knowledge of the truth, that they may recover themselves from, come to their senses. They recover themselves from the snares of the enemy who are held captor, captured by him to do his will. So how do we become this vessel of honor? First, you got to stop arguing with people. Just make up your mind that you'll not have another argument as long as you live. 
You'll talk to yourself. I'm not going to waste. I could be praying right now. Go ahead. Talk to you. Just next time somebody argues with you, just let them talk. Just look at them. Don't, 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 don't be, don't be quick to nod. Don't nod. Just look at them. I tell you, people hate this. Yeah, yeah, they be talking to you. You're like, because if I nod, I'm agreeing with you. You know what I'm saying, right? No, I don't know what you're saying. It's not right. It's wrong. <laughs> so just, just let them talk. All right. So you, and you do realize this is not going to go anywhere, right? <laughs> you're not going to change my life, change my mind. If, if I'm really hard on this, it's not going to change anything. Just talk. Just talk. <laughs> Jesus is not God. Okay. We'll see. Every eye will, t- every eye will see. Every knee will bow. And you're going to confess. <laughs> you're going to confess now or later. Now or later. Now or later. You're going to confess either now or later. Everybody's going to confess. <laughs> There's no unbelievers in hell. They have all received Jesus. <laughs> it's too late. So the first, what, first thing, I had these wonderful notes I got to do by memory. First one is to stop arguing with people. Don't argue with people. Two, handle the word of God with pure Motives with integrity. Study the scriptures. Don't look for scriptures to support your life. Look to conform to what the scripture says. That's number two. Number three, avoid controversial things. Conspiracy theory? Nah, nah. I'm not. Hey, I'm not going to give myself over to that. Because if you give yourself over to that, then you think everything is a conspiracy yeah. thing. Like, oh, man, this whole world, we're in the, you know, the matrix, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, uh, I mean, there's no hope in that. There's no hope in that. <laughs> you just go misery. Like, bam, you must well just hit yourself. Like, you'll be all right. <laughs> the next one, in order to be an honorable vessel, purge yourself. There's some, per- there's some things in your life, in your heart, your mind, and in your life you got to purge yourself from. Some attitudes, some, some ways of thinking, some words, some conduct. <laughs> oh, God, some doubt and unbelief. You got to purge yourself from them. Sep- cut that stuff off. What's in your life? Who's in your life? Who got your ear? It might be somebody, a celebrity that you don't know, and you live by them based on Instagram and social media. I don't care if they got a million followers. It don't mean nothing. I got the blue check mark now. It means nothing. It don't do anything. Like what? I mean, it, what does that prove? You got a million followers. So what? I, I, I'm following the majority, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather follow him. I'd rather be popular with God than popular with people. So, you got to purge yourself. The last one I'll leave you. You got to be kind to people. How can you win them to Christ when you're not kind to them? There's some mean Christians. I won't even call them Christians. There's some mean people who acknowledge Jesus, but he doesn't acknowledge them because of their attitude. Father, I thank you for what you've spoken to us. May the power of the gospel change us. 
Come on, lift up your hands. If you're here and you don't know Jesus in the part of your sins, I want you to be bold and brave enough to wave your hand at me and say, that's me. I want to receive Jesus. And you say, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there one? Just wave, wave at me. Is there one? If you're here and you want to rededicate your life, say, I once received Christ, but now I'm not walking with him. Wave at me. Number three, if you do not speak in tongues and want to receive this wonderful prayer language, wave at me. Number three. And number four, if you're looking for a church home, Calum is a wonderful place. It's, it's a church alive. It's worth the drive, worth the train trip, worth the bus trip. Come on. Worth the walk. Listen, if, if you, you fall in those four categories, I want you to wave at me. Salvation, rededication, infilling of the Holy Spirit, or joining this wonderful church. Is there one? Thank you, Lord. Let's, let me pray for y'all. Father, on this Pentecost Sunday, I thank you for your people. Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God, make us an honorable vessel. Say, Father, Father make me. An honorable vessel. You just gave him permission to mess with you. You just gave him permission to mess with you. Mess with your comfortable life. Mess with your mindset. Mess with your attitude. Mess with your words. He who is holy lives on the inside of you, and he wants to produce holiness in you. He's working. He's working to produce a holy vessel. Thank you, Lord, for that show enough biblical grace. Oh, that kind of grace. <laughs> oh, the kind of grace that, oh, that changes our lives. Oh, yeah, the... And this is what I hear. It's like we only have known grace on one little level. And I wouldn't call it little. Anything that grace does isn't little. It's big. But we've only known grace on one level. But there, there, there are layers of grace. And there, there, there are things that, that we, don't, we have yet to understand about this grace of God that, that will transform our life. And you'll look back a year from now. A month from now, six months from now, a decade from now, and you'll see the grace of God work, and you'll say that was grace. Grace. Grace is at work. So when you gave him permission to make you an honorable vessel, you just allow him to release that grace to transform the life that will make you an honorable vessel. Father, we give your name, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.